Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Now, too many see the protest as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets. Persistent and poisonous inequities and injustice. And please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. That was Chris Cuomo just a few months ago. Certainly not talking about yesterday. That's a whole different tune. But so many people talked about how protests didn't have to be peaceful. They could be violent, that's fine. They defended violence. We've never defended violence. I mean, unless you're protecting and defending yourself. We never defended violence happening on the streets that destroyed cities, that destroyed lives, that killed people. Yet many on the political left did, and now they want to clutch pearls. In both cases, you should say, this is not who we are, this is not what we do, this is not okay. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Speaker Pelosi is having a press conference, and there's been rumor that they're going to actually try for impeachment again. This is no joke. This is not a recording. This is happening live, people. Let's take it to Speaker Pelosi. And the American people, by the way. Justice will be done to those who carried out these acts, which were acts of sedition and acts of cowardice. To those whose purpose was to deter our responsibility, you have failed. You did not divert the Congress from our solemn constitutional purpose to validate the overwhelming election of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as president and vice president of the United States. Despite the desecration of our capital, we upheld in front of the country and the world the bedrock principle that the people are sovereign and that they hold the power to choose their leaders through the ballot, rejecting this attempted coup on the part of President Trump and his supporters. Accountability is also needed for Republicans in Congress who promoted the extreme conspiracy theories that provoked the violence, encouraged the mob, and who, after desecration of the Capitol, went back to the House floor and continued to push the falsehoods and underpinned this assault that underpinned this assault on our democracy. The political left always overplays their hand, and there's Nancy Pelosi, to... Be as unserious as the day is long. You want to know why unity is such a joke? There you go. We can find great amounts of agreement that what happened yesterday is not okay. Great amount of agreement that what happened yesterday is not okay. She's not looking for unity, we as one nation. She's looking to burn the Republican Party to the ground and excuse all those who remain silent during the killings in Portland. I'm sorry, in Seattle, during the violence in Portland, the killings in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis, the Democratic Party, oh, they're all upset with Senator Mike Braun. I am too, by the way, for a different reason. How dare you engage these challenges? This is disgusting. This was domestic terrorism. Two people died in in nights of rioting in Indy. They didn't say a single word. 
She doesn't know how to bring a country together. She's not interested. What she's interested in is the full-on destruction of one political party, of one political ideology, and the answer is no. I can walk and chew gum. I can do two things at once. I don't like what I saw yesterday. Doesn't solve anything. It doesn't fix anything. It did no good whatsoever. Well, Tony, the people have just had enough, and this is how they do it? This is how they handle having enough? They got 100,000 plus people, 200,000 plus people, however many people were out there in D.C., or a lot of people. And you got 400 people who entered the building, 500 people who entered the building? Is that what you got? You didn't have the other 200,000 people with you? You couldn't convince them. There is video out there of somebody trying to break the windows of the Capitol, and a guy in a MAGA hat, one of those red trucker caps, which I do not own, by the way. When you got a head of hair like mine, you don't put on a hat. Uh, and and the guy in the red trucker hat just throws him to the ground, takes the the was it a hammer or the stick out of his hand. None of that. Not everybody there was engaged in this. But man, it was not what you want to see. It's not what you want. It was a very bad idea. You know why? Because when you are going to say to America, we have had it, your leader is not dressed as a Viking. That's how you know it's not serious. Oh, you're angry with me. Come at me, bro. It's been all day. I got the people who want me to be fired and I'm a racist for asking the question of who was involved in this. Was it all Trump supporters? Because this is not normally a Trump supporter thing, right? It's a Black Lives Matter Antifa thing. It's not a Trump supporter thing. Well, seems to be a fair amount of Trump supporters involved in this thing. Maybe not you. Maybe not me. That doesn't mean there weren't others. And unfortunately, we get painted, and that's what sucks so very much. And then uh, there, there, there are the people. Right? They're angry because I'm asking questions. They're angry because, you know, I'm not being supportive enough. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. This is the Declaration of Independence. Being revolutionaries is in our blood. But you know what it's not? Being led by a Viking. Now, maybe you don't know what I mean by the Viking. Go ahead, search Viking. It's this guy, painted face, Viking hat with the horns, and he's wearing like this fur stole uh, thing he, that he got from, from my grandma who died 30 years ago. And this is the guy who's going to lead us into the revolution? I have said this before on this very show. You think you even understand what civil war is? You are not ready. Oh. Those people are not ready. I oppose what happened yesterday. But what Nancy Pelosi has just done is the reminder that unity is not the conversation, shamefully so. It is destruction. The people who want to call me racist, oh, they want my job. Unity is not it.
No reason to actually answer the question. Just be outraged. Oh, and let the hearts palpitate. How about a little help? Well, Tony, you're you're a reporter. You have a show. Why don't you answer the ask the questions? Well, there are people who are there. Let's go. There are people who are there. And me, I think a reporter is supposed to mean something. I, I'm very clear. I'm not a reporter. There's sometimes I've done reporting, but I'm not a reporter. I would like reporters to do their job instead of clutching their pearls. Things get calmed down, ask some questions. There are people who are in it, and then there are people who hide and just squawk from the side because what they're really doing is building up their Q rating, and they just want to be noticed. They don't actually want to do the job. Nancy Pelosi is not interested in unity, and now you know. The question is, is the Republican Party united after all of this? The past 30 days have not been good to Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump has not been good to Donald Trump. At the end of the day, what Donald Trump has done to himself is pretty rough and tumble. He has made mistakes. And those mistakes have been big. I have gone through the audio of the speech yesterday. And if you tell me that Donald Trump said, go there and attack those people, that's not what he said. If you tell me that there was enough conversation of the hyperbolic sense, I'll tell you, yeah. But then I can tell you about all the people who have been very much in the same vein, if not the same exact words regarding supporting Black Lives Matter and Antifa and their violence. So what's the difference? Why is one the end of times and the other doesn't matter? Oh, when it happens to government, then it's the end of times. When it happens to the local business owner, oh, whatevs. I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe that to be valuable. I don't believe that to be smart. I'm going to get into some more of that and the Trump legacy. But I promised I'd talk about Mike Braun. That's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. So in Indiana, there's a senator named Mike Braun. And Mike Braun said, you know what? I'm down with the challenges. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Twitter and Parler, Tony Katz. Find me on Parler. Uh, do that right there. Of course, the podcast at Rumble, rumble.com. Now, when Senator Tim Scott, Senator Tom Cotton, uh, Senator Ben Sass said they weren't going to uh, object to the elect- electors, I said, okay. They've got their reasons. Senator Todd Young, my senator, said also not going to object. I said, oh, okay. Right? There's certainly a political consideration in all of these things. I'm not, I don't, I don't think this is new or, or, or surprising. But they could have, you know, real issues with it and say this is simply not where I see things going or how I think our job is to be applied. I didn't see it that way. And going through a process that is prescribed, that is written out, is not a usurpation at all. Especially when you're talking about voting machine issues uh, in in Michigan and you're talking about uh, full-on impropriety in Pennsylvania. No one has convinced me otherwise. Oh, Tony, there's no widespread voter fraud. If you have to use the term widespread, that's already part of the problem. Right? 
Voter fraud, widespread voter fraud, which that's some changing of the goalpost. That's some weird, weird wordplay right there. But that fraud conversation gets used as this umbrella, and what it does is it 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 kind of takes away, it doesn't kind of, it takes away from the strength of an argument. The Pennsylvania argument is the best one. No, they should not have been seated, those electors. That was the court acting improperly. Why the state certified is beyond me. And I think it's very okay, very, very okay, that Congress says something about it. Shouldn't they be the check? There's an issue here. And the issue is electors are uh, decided via the decision of the legislature, not the courts. It's a rational argument. Well, Tony, the Supreme Court didn't think so. Supreme Court didn't even hear the conversation. So what are we discussing? And why should there be a check on the Supreme Court? This, this, my God. Gosh, this this fetish uh, on the courts. I'm not anti-courts, but I'm I'm not going to sit here and pretend that whatever they say is it. If they decide not to hear something, or the, oh well, it's over. Well, there's a check, and that check is the law that exists regarding uh, the electors. So let people go forward. You know, it wasn't going to work, but they're allowed to certainly try. I don't know why this became such a thing. Well, you're wasting my time. Well, maybe, but they want to try. Let them try. Some of them really feel that this is important. Well, they're just seditionists. No, 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 they're not. They see an issue, and they don't know why you won't notice it, why you refuse to be honest and open your eyes and see the problem. Pennsylvania is an obvious problem. See, that's not said like a crazy person. That's a very rational point of view. Oh, oh, don't ask the left. Uh, they, they, they'll, they'll tell you it's the worst thing ever. Mike Braun, senator from Indiana, said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge these. And he signed the challenges. He even put out a tweet, at Ted Cruz. Was, at Ted Cruz? What, what are you? That's, that's, all right, that's, that's a little weird, but okay. All right, whatever. At, at Ted Cruz. It's, it, you, you, go, you go right ahead. And then... The events of yesterday transpire. There's violence. Then afterwards, Kelly Leffler, senator from Georgia, who just lost the election, says, uh, you know what? Mr. President, when I arrived in Washington this morning, I fully intended to object to the certification of the electoral votes. However, the events that have transpired today have forced me to reconsider, and I cannot now in good conscience object to the certification of these electors. The violence, the lawlessness, and siege of the halls of Congress are abhorrent and stand as a direct attack on the very institution my my objection was intended to protect, the sanctity of the American democratic process. And I thank law enforcement for keeping us safe. And she decides she's not going to challenge. Now, this happened with with James Lankford in Oklahoma. Uh, This happened uh, with Steve Daines, Montana, I believe it is. And this happened with Mike Braun in Indiana. Well, after this, I, I, I can't offer a challenge. The Indiana Democratic Party wants him to resign. 
These are strong statements, writes their chairman. But after yesterday's attempted coup on our government that followed years of silence on being or being sycophants of Donald Trump, Senator Mike Braun and members of Congress Jim Banks, Jim Baird, Greg Pence, Jackie Walorski showed their true colors, and it's that they value the fringe ideology of Trumpism over protecting the U.S. Constitution and the fundamental values of the United States of America. These are people who said nothing about riots in their capital city, so don't pay much attention uh, uh, to them. But coup? You mean the coup led by the guy dressed like a Viking? Honestly, words have meaning, and you sound like crazy people. Uh, But Mike Braun's got a problem. And the problem is, if a bunch of people acting like jerks, threatening you, can get you to change your mind on what you see as a, an issue with the electors for president of the United States, why should we trust you? And I say the same things to Langford and the rest. Why should any... I, I get why the Democrats aren't going to trust you. Why, why should the Republicans... By the way, I guarantee you they're going to quote this. I guarantee you they're going to quote me. Why should the Republican Party trust Mike Braun? Did you only engage the challenge because you thought it would make you look good? Were you you afraid of Donald Trump? Which is no way to live. Did you think it would make you look good to Indiana Republicans? And then when you changed your mind, did did you do it just for the posturing? Because you thought it would make you look good to centrists, centrist Hoosiers, centrists of Indiana? Mike Braun came out of nowhere to win the primary in uh, Indiana in in 2018 and then to uh, become senator and defeating the incumbent Joe Donnelly. Mike Braun is a one-term senator. There's some rumor that Mike Braun's considering a run for governor. As I said on my morning show, Mike Braun runs for governor, I will run against him. You can't decide you're going to engage in a challenge on the electors for posturing, and you can't let a group of jackasses change your position. Mike Braun's out. One term. And he can go back to Jasper, Indiana with all his money. He gets entitled to do that. He just can't get our respect anymore. I'm Tony Katz. So the mayor of Portland got punched in the face by Antifa. Now, it's not a recording. Uh, that, that, that happened last night. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. It's because Antifa is violent. They're violent. That's what they do. It's who they are. See, with Antifa, it happens with such regularity. Hey, you gotta, you've been inert to it. When Trump supporters do it you're like wow because it is it is shocking and surprising for sure uh the uh mayor is out to to dinner and this guy comes up to him with a camera i wish i could play it for you but we just saw it and there's just not enough time to edit it up screaming yelling at him camera in his face you are going to be made to feel like the scum you are blank you blank you shame on you and then once Scott calls him by his middle name, we're never going to forget you, Tevis, ever. I hope you enjoy your little wine. 
He's there with, I don't know if it's his wife, girlfriend, I don't know I don't know who the woman is, maybe, maybe just a friend uh, for all I know. The footage ends, and then he gets uh, punched. Right? He didn't get punched in the face, got punched in, in, in the shoulder. One of the people who was there is this woman named Tracy Lynn Molina. Right? Because she's, well, she's done this before. It's what she does. She attacks people she doesn't like. This ongoing conversation you know i feel bad that 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 so much of today is is dedicated to this but there's a lot of pieces to to break down right there's a lot of stuff to go over and and one of the 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 biggest pieces that that i've hit on in multiple ways is uh we can put an end to this idea of unity not because i don't want it but because they don't want it i want to live my life they want me fired and they want you destroyed do you see the difference? I want them to live their life, lives. I want me to live my life. I want you to live your life. They want me fired, and they want you destroyed and compliant. There's the difference. It's who they are. And it, it's not something that leads to unity. You heard uh, Speaker Pelosi, right? She's demanding that uh, Mike Pence and the cabinet enact the 25th Amendment and get rid of Donald Trump for these last days. Now, Donald Trump has already said, all right, it's, it's over. There'll be a smooth transition of power. We're good. <laughs> okay. Uh, what Donald Trump does not understand is that the damage is done. The question will be what damage is done and how will that affect him long term? I want to get into that with you because it's, it, it's, it's so, so incredibly important. I also want to get into where do we go from here. We'll do that in a moment. Let's talk about Trump's legacy. I made the statement after the election that even out of the White House, Trump gets stronger, right? It's very much an Obi-Wan kind of thing. He would be stronger. No, um, no constraints of the White House. Can you imagine? He was constrained before. Of course, the Newsmaxes of the world, the One Americas, others would be clamoring for him. He'll start Trump TV. Some people said maybe he'll get into radio. Donald Trump couldn't do radio if his life depended on it. Do you know what this takes to do three hours a day? The, the research, the study, the, 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 the commitment to it? Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you right now, no, he could not, and don't tell me he could. Now, Mike Pence could do radio three hours a day, and may I suggest he goes on from nine to noon. <laughs> right? Ah, uh, don't, don't you even think it, Mike Pence. I, you want to see a riot. But what has happened over the last 30 days? And I say the last 30 days, give or take, because he has made missteps. The two rules of Trumpism is the first rule uh, Trump wins, and the second rule is that a deal can always be made as long as it adheres to the first rule of Trumpism. Now, that doesn't mean he has won everything. It means what he has been able to do is spin things in a way that make him look, feel, or be able to exclaim victory. It's very hard to do when you lose an election. Now, you're saying to me, Tony, what about this? What about that with the other? I agree with you. But I know how things can be fought. 
and I believe in fighting them in a way that works with the system because I am not in a place that I am prepared to burn down the system, which is why I have opposed any conversation regarding civil war because you people ain't ready. You don't even know what it means. Do you, we have no concept regarding uh, the loss of life, the pain, where we're not ready as a nation at all. I shouldn't say you're not ready, we're not ready. No way. But it's one thing to say, you know, this election is stolen. Well, you know, they, they acted duplicitously, and, and here we are, right? It's another thing to realize that your legal team made challenge after challenge that went nowhere, and then say, keep going. This is good. Because it wasn't good. I'm saying that some of the challenges have absolute value. They just didn't work. It's not, some of the challenges were just fine. But you kept allowing these people around you to make you look bad. Don't kid yourself on this one. I have long discussed President Trump in the way I discuss MMA, mixed martial arts. The leg kick, to me, is the most devastating move. Don't get me wrong, there are a couple submissions I would never want to be in. But the leg kick. And I equate self-inflicted wounds to leg kicks because it's never one leg kick that takes a fighter out. It is the accumulation of leg kicks to the fighter where the fighter is no longer able to get in their stance, no longer able to plant their feet, engage the turn, get the torque from the hips, and deliver a punch. Those leg kicks, the culmination thereof, create... An inability to have a core, to have strength, to have stability, to have a center of gravity. Just does. That's why it's so incredible when you can see after you all of a sudden realize that this guy is too tired in the leg to defend and those leg kicks are just going to keep coming and the guy can't stand. He's got to take it to the ground one way or another and hope and hope. President Trump over the last 30 days has given himself a lot of leg kicks through his team and through his own actions. Now, there is no doubt when we talk about Trump's legacy that I will look at his presidency and see a lot of good things, a lot of things that um, have, uh, have helped the nation. Now, some people on the political left will never see it. I have no time for them. It doesn't matter justices and conversations about China and taxation and the removal of regulation, all good and valuable smart things. But this event yesterday, and we're going to see how it plays out. It might play out a little differently a week from now than it does today. There's a question of his legacy. There's going to be a question of whether or not groups like the Newsmaxes of the world really want him to be a part of it. Maybe there's going to be a nice big base of people for Trump, but most people are going to be like, you know what, do it over there. And he's going to have to do it in a more offshoot kind of way. Well, Tony, you're saying the establishment's going to win. Maybe. But the only reason the establishment could win is because Donald Trump made the choice not to win. 
Now, maybe that was his plan. Maybe, like so many things we've seen with Donald Trump, this just blows right over. And everything that you're seeing today and people calling for the 25th Amendment and, oh, you got to impeach him and, oh, this and, oh, that, and people resigning, that's just what they do because they virtue signal and it's, and it's meaningless in the long run. I am not so sure how meaningless this past month has been. I am not so sure that his legacy, even with those who have supported him, holds him strong. I should say it differently. He could have held a lot stronger and could have been much more impactful. I believe that's actually going to stay. We'll find out if I'm right. I'm Tony Katz. Katie Pavlich of Town Hall and Fox News is reporting that one of the men who was next to Ashley Babbitt, this is the woman who was shot and killed in the Capitol, he was arrested in July after organizing a violent protest that resulted in a shooting. He organized an event on January 6th to dump Trump for good. The article she goes to was back to July of 2020. Organizer of Provo protest arrested, accused of rioting, making threats. So this definitely plays into the idea where all these people, Trump supporters... I say to you as clear as day, some of them were indeed Trump supporters. That's why I asked the question, who were these people? The question that if you ask, oh, is it going to get you ang- people angry at you? Oh, they're going to be so mad and stomp their little Twitter feet. That, that, that we're going to type on a keyboard, be angry. It's what people do. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today is so good uh, to be with you. Don't forget the podcast on Rumble, rumble.com. Here's the big question. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? The battle's done and we kind of won So we sound our victory cheer Where do we go from here? It's a seriously good question. So if you're on the political right, you just have to accept the fact that Democrats have the presidency, Democrats have the House. You know what I forgot to mention? Democrats have the Senate. John Ossoff beat David Perdue. Totally forgot to bring that up. I've been on the air for three hours. Totally forgot to bring that up. Democrats control the Senate. So where do we go from here? And Trump, this figure that has been insane in our lives and for a lot of good um, is going out on one of the worst notes ever. Even as we find or we might find that there were plenty of people plenty of people who were associated with this violence who weren't Trump supporters. Right? You know, it's 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 like when I see Eric Swalwell talking about, um, you know, I'm demanding the immediate removal of President Trump from uh, office. That's because he needs to borrow the Oval to have sex with his Chinese spy. Oh my God! That Eric Swalwell had sex with a Chinese spy. Yeah. Why is anybody forgetting this? Come on, <laughs> these things are important. He, oh, Eric Swalwell's a despicable cat. 
And listen, I'm only saying, I'm only, uh, you know, uh, thinking that that sex with Eric Swalwell has got to be miserable. Stop. It's got to be. It's got to be a terrible experience, right? Uh, nobody wants to think about it. That's why I took a Chinese spy. <laughs> right? Because because they were they were thinking of 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 uh, you know taking care of their leader. Where do we go from here? It's a big question. Part of it is an attitudinal question, right? You cannot get so frustrated that you make mistakes. The fight matters. Engagement matters. Do you think these people who hate us, do you think they're really the final say? Do you think that they're right? They don't have any sway over our lives. They don't get to decide what happens. You think these people who who come after you on social media, you think they count? They don't count. They don't matter. What matters is who we vote for. What matters is how we fight. What matters is the policies that we push for. What matters is how we organize to engage these conversations in a way that is rational. That's what matters. That's what matters. Me, I am very focused on what comes next. I am not happy with these elections at all. Disappointed in the country in a way I cannot properly describe. This is beneath us. Now, there's an argument to be made for all those people who voted for Joe Biden because they just couldn't take Donald Trump. Right now, they're feeling pretty good about themselves, right? They took a look yesterday and they're like, woohoo, look what I did. That, yeah, that, that's yesterday, which would not have happened if you had voted for Trump. But now you have to deal with four years of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. And you deserve everything you get. Everything that makes you complain, every policy decision that you know isn't right, you deserve it. The problem is I have to live through it too. I shouldn't have to live through it. You should suffer in the hellscape that you voted for. And you should suffer. But we all have to deal with it. We have results in the House that are extremely good and are buildable. Yes, yes, the Senate is going to be in Democratic hands. But 50-50, maybe you can pull a senator here and there. Maybe you can actually create some gridlock and create an opportunity for 2022. People should take the seriously good lessons of Donald Trump and remind yourself that it is worth the fight. But the fight has to be smart. You ain't Trump. Trump did an incredibly good job of winning fights, even the fights he shouldn't have started. It's only in the last 30 days that it didn't work for him. They didn't follow his own edict. The first rule of Trumpism is that Trump wins. Learning how to fight, knowing how to fight, being fighters, oh, incredibly important. And every time the political left screams at you and calls you a bigot and a racist, that means you're probably doing it right. Until they call Ilhan Omar an anti-Semite, they are not to be trusted. Where do we go from here is, well, starts with, a, I think, a real baseline question. Do we still want the country? My answer is yes. This country, this constitution, as written, worthy of the fight. And I'm not giving it up. I'm going to be right here. Oh, yeah, they're going to keep trying to get me fired. Oh, they're going to try and get every radio host fired, but they're not going to get me to 
not speak it as I see it, not hold on to principles and values and concepts. They can't do it to you either unless you let them. Where do we go from here? Into tomorrow. That was a little cheesy, but happens to be true. I'm Tony Katz.